Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to the Book of Boba Fett recap from Star Wars Sessions. Yes, we are the place for you to get your Fett and you know we're on hand with your Shand. <laughs> My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the replacement ship Slave 2 is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloi. Um, so we are, we're calling it, we're sticking with the Slave 2 on this. I was going to say, we may have, sessions, to, we may have yeah. to change it to the class of the ship from that from yes. now on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of those, that's one of those like cesspits of kind of information and chit chat, isn't it, really? So we'll avoid that for the time being, you know. Right now, I'm not that bothered about it, to be honest. But, yeah, mate, I hear you. It's, it's, it's a Wednesday. We've watched Boba Fett, the book of, and I'm, I, I can't lie, mate, but I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty hyped. How yeah. was your morning, mate? Was it good? Was it naughty? It was, mate. I, you know, this is this is awful. I was so excited for the book of Boba Fett last night. Went to bed. I was like dreaming of Fett and Shan. I was like, this is going to be great. And I woke up this morning right. and I was like, and my alarm went off. I was like, I'm sure there's something I need to do today. And I started looking at my phone and then I was checking a couple of DMs, you know, the old personal ones. And, oh, yeah. and I was like, I was like, what, what, what? I'm sure I'm not meant to be on. So- ah! So I could jumped off. So I didn't see anything. I jumped off social media. I was like, it's Boba Fett. It took me like 10 minutes to realise it's Boba Fett today after like, champing at the bit yesterday. But as oh. soon as I realised it, um, I got up. I wish I didn't have a shower beforehand because I felt so filthy after watching this episode, mate. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, good morning. Enjoyed watching the book of Boba Fett as I do every Wednesday, whether it's a good episode, a bad episode, it's all Star Wars. I had a good one, mate. What about yourself? Oh, mate, as per usual, it was it was a cheeky one. Getting up early, for me anyway, and watching it, you know, shoving it on the telly, cozying up. Oh, mate, there's nothing like it. Funnily enough, I did have a shower after Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> now we know why. Because I, I just got out of bed and literally went to my sofa and turned it <laughs> I didn't even get up and go have a shower and nothing. Your wife's still so. there waiting for her breakfast and coffee now. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, no, my missus like doesn't even bother getting up. She's like, no, I'm going to stay in. She's actually not watching Book of Boba Fett at the moment with us. She did with Mando. We'd watch it in the evenings. Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, I want to watch it all in one go. And I'm like, I recall yeah, her right. saying she wanted to binge watch it uh, when yeah, it's Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. You were around my gaff and you yeah. heard her say it. So there we go. That's that's evidence. That's proof. Yeah. That it's all the proof I need. The pr- I was so. at Shea Bly, the manor. Uh, uh, Blilo's Palace and I heard it but um, yeah, they, well, that's the argument after last week we, people were saying oh uh, maybe this episode would be better if it was as part of a binge watch let's see what chapter 4 uh, gives us so yeah. I, I get I kind of get what people think about that but I like this week on week I still do mate shall we talk about chapter 4 of the book of Boba Fett mate Yes, let's get stuck in. And I think now is a time to remind people, especially if you're a new listener, firstly, welcome. But secondly, this is a spoiler review. That's right. We jump right in, don't we, Matty boy? 
we leave no stone unturned as we dive into the entire episode any big surprises that may come of it and anything which is going to affect the season or the saga going forward we talk about it yeah we love it we spoil it all and i'm here to be spoiled and matty boy is always getting spoiled especially by myself and mr fett and and uh, mistress shand of course so uh, yeah that's true four was titled The Gathering Storm, directed by uh, Kevin Tantaran, who's uh, known for doing a lot of the Marvel series. So again, similar to mm. um, Steph, the director of F Chapter 2, there's a lot of streaming knowledge going on. You think they're going to be able to steer this ship, um, but maybe take, take the reins in a different direction from how Chapter 3 and Bobby Rod was doing it. Up top, we always give our opinions on what we thought of the episode. Why leave it to the end when you're going to hear us talking about it for the next hour or whatever? So, Lukey boy... Chapter 4, The Gathering Storm. What say Right, 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 okay. I really didn't like this one. No? No, I'm joking. I really liked it. (laughs) You got I usually do that to you and you got me this time. Fuck out! No, mate. (laughs) I I really, really enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, I can't lie. It felt like we're back on track a little bit Don't after you. last week. You know, we I had my issues. We had our issues with yes. last week. Um, and yeah, I think this one, in, 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 in a few ways, I think was just a lot better. It felt like a lot better TV. And I suppose we're going to dive into that, mate. What about you? Up top, what are you thinking about Chapter 4? Well, I'm not going to pull the fast one because you've already done it. But I, what I will say is when this chapter finished, all I wanted was... More! So I just wanted... <laughs> I wanted more when I finished. I was like, this, And this episode was 48 minutes long, 42 after the credits, because I, I actually went back and did the maths. It's 42, pretty much spot on, 42 minutes. Nice. Oh, I thought this was wonderful. I did. I'm, I'm sorry. Serious. Um, I'm sorry, Robert Rodriguez, but you can stick to being a showrunner because chapters two and four were banging the first one was decent to be fair i I really enjoyed that but two and four have been great i really 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 like this episode we get Mm. we we got we're getting the best of both worlds now i love the flashbacks i i want to see more of the present day i know you're a big fan of the present day stuff we're now seeing that and we're actually seeing uh what i well i think anyway we're actually seeing now which direction we're going in we're seeing the story expanding and stretching a little bit rather than just you know chasing a major domo through the streets but that was a necessary um plot point because we needed to work out who the big bad was that was controlling the uh interests on Tatooine. but Tatooine. i've had a really good time with this episode my friend and you know what i cannot wait to start talking about it so mate let's do Man. it do it woof all right mate <clears throat> so um the Gamorians were chunky again. Highlight. <laughs> people are really annoyed at that because they're actual people in with just painted green because they're called dad bod Gamorians, <laughs> aren't they? Which you know, I yeah. shout out to the dad bods. But the Jabba, the Jabba Gamorians in this episode were like actually Jabba's Gamorians, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. like the beefcake like big boys. Yeah, do you know no, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, so yeah, Jabba just like must feed them real good, you know. Um, yeah, he keeps keeps them keeps them lean. Yeah, keeps them lean and mean and green, green, and, lean and mean. Yeah, there we go. So, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, right. Okay. The start of this episode, um, what is the title of it again, mate? The Gathering Storm, which does sound Ooh. like a High Republic title, but it's The Gathering Storm. It does sound like a High Republic title. It does. Um, yeah, I I love the introduction to this. Obviously, we see Big Boy Boba um, with his sniper scope uh, checking out Big Boy Jabba's palace. Um, and we're seeing all the guards and immediately i i was i actually thought immediately i was like i don't think robert rodriguez is directing this <laughs> like from from the get-go just from like a few camera angles and whatnot how things were done i i could like i think a few minutes in i was like this is someone else mm-hmm. which is yeah. funny isn't it and i don't yeah. you know i don't want to i don't want to bring it into real world talk like so quickly but that is honestly one of the first thoughts I had when when we were watching this episode was yeah that the the directing in this is already like a, a I think a notch well I won't say how much better but it was better <laughs> I yeah. think he's off already I remember uh, I think sorry. I said at the end of the last recap that Kevin was rumored or speculated to be doing this chapter I believe Bryce Dallas Howard is coming in for next week's. Big Boy Filoni for it, Chapter 6, and then Bobby Rod is going to be closing up on Episode Chapter 7, sorry. So looks like no. that's going to come to fruition. But, yeah, the directing oh, no. was different in this. They're <laughs> getting an awful lot of use out of that shot of Boba in the um, in the back to pod with the breathing tube in his mouth. That picture of just his face, they've used that in almost every episode. They're just yeah. <laughs> recycling that same shot, which is, you know, be economical with your footage. There's no need to redo it. But um, is it is it the exact same shot? It looks very much like the same. They may, hey, look, there may, there may be differences. Like maybe his eyebrow flickers want more than right. it would in this one, but it looks very similar. And, it, and you no, know what? It, it, yeah. it's, you just use it. It's fine. But um, maybe yeah, it's this. like, maybe they were like, Tem, just get in the back to pod for us. And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, sure, mate. How long do you want me to be in there? I'll just um, 15 minutes, just like wobble he around. A, he had a kip. And we're just going to put a camera on your face. And that's it. We're going to be using a lot of this footage. Yeah, it in was there, genuinely, wear these pants. It was probably him having a kip and having a little cheeky dream about it, the Polynesian spa. The Polynesian ah, spa. Here, look, the man deserves Zealand. it. He's, he's Tim. He, do, he deserves it. But, but yeah. yeah, they're spying on Bibb's Palace, Jabba's Palace. You've got the Nikto's to Gamorrean's Garden. And there's too many to infiltrate. There's a really good transition shots from the two suns to three moons um, over Tatooine. Yeah, and I like that. I noticed that immediately and... I absolutely loved that, but so yeah, we, we, I, I as soon as it opened and I saw him spying on the palace, I was like, right, he's going to infiltrate it. What's he going for? My mind immediately went for his ship, which we'll get to shortly, um, and all that. But yeah, uh, I love, and then and then we get that lovely time with uh, Mando Chapter Five. Uh, you see the flash grenades going off, and I love oh. this kind of synergy now, mate. So this is as soon as I saw it. I was like, that's the flash grenades. Oh, this is we're, we're so we're also going to find out how he how he found Shand um, from chapter five because at this point we're still halfway through season one of the Mandalorian. We're not at the moment where he finds out Mando's got his armor yet. But I, I love that. So and that's and then we get that shot of him approaching Fennec that we saw in chapter five, mate. Yeah, well, it brings it all together, and that was a concern I think I voiced in the first recap was. You know, if someone were to watch Book of Boba Fett just on its own, they would be kind of in the dark with a lot of things and they'd need to 
watch the Mandalorian. A Mandalorian would be essential viewing. Now it's kind of tying in in a way that you could start either one of those, right? Mm-hmm. And it will, they will both uh, collide with their stories. That there's that synergy there of storytelling. I'm yeah. really, really happy with that, mate. And it's exciting because. You, you know where it's going, right? You know yeah. where it's going because we're Star Wars geeks and we've seen Mandalorian. So <laughs> you know what's going on over that. that ridge, don't you? Oh yeah, of course. And it's just, it's that's just like really cool to know. It's just, it, it's what gets us Star Wars geeks going oh, at the end mate. of the day. You know, isn't there's it? someone it's, out it's there the, now. Someone's doing a YouTube mashup now where yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll have the shot of Toro and Mando going across to Dunes. Um, <laughs> Um, having the flash grenades go off and then at the same time they'll, they'll be then uh, mixing in the footage of Boba watching it so there's going to be a whole mashup going on on YouTube probably yeah. now yeah probably like uh, half an hour ago someone did it gotta <laughs> yeah. do this mashup mate gotta get it oh by the way we got our third mate in this yes! episode didn't got we in capitals mate I, I, oh I my days <laughs> hat trick Tim is there's a few moments in this where I was like I've 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 um signaled on my notes that this is just I've just li- just put in brackets pure Tim three times. One of them was when he said, uh, oh mate. That was one of them. And there's two other yeah. instances which when we get through I'll mention, but I've I've yeah. signaled three times when it I was like, that's Tim talking and I'm here for it. Yeah, I think I know what ones they're gonna be. But okay. also, right, in this episode, we also got some major Bantha love. Oh, I just thought, yeah. I just thought it was just beautiful. You know, this is the real love story in Star Wars at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day. Uh, but, a Bantha loves animals, doesn't he? He loves a rancor, a Bantha. Listen, Matt, we saw a Bantha wag its tail. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It come doesn't on. get much better than that. He fed a Bantha, Boba fed the Bantha. Um, and it to me, it just reminded me of when we fed Mark Newbold a sausage roll. He wagged his I, tail when he saw the sausage roll. We've got the video did. footage of it. He also Fact. fed the rancor later on as well. So it's the Book of Boba fed more like. This guy loves animals. He loves feeding <laughs> animals. He fed... The thing is, well, he gave the, the Bentha that big old chunk of meat. And then later on, he gives Fennec a little scurrier, which to me looks like the size of a newt. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Chew on that. But whereas the Bantha give them special treatment but uh, yeah that was that was nice to see and uh, there were a few times in this episode where I, I liked that it just slowed down again you know me i like it when it slows down and the first half of this episode mm. not all mm. of it but the sort of the first third of this episode is that kind of slow people sitting by a bonfire having a chat philosophical yep. stuff which i actually really like and it has a place in star wars because as we found out in this episode episode they, they, they gave us a little bit more of action. They gave us a bit more of storytelling. They started dropping a few bombs as well, literally a few bombs as well. So they managed to get everything together. But I really like this first third. So when he finds Fennec, takes her to the this kind of synth wave, electro wave, cyberpunks with speeder bikes. The speeder bikes are back. And he's like, oh. this, this, this woman needs modifications. And it was a uh, mod parlor in my size. And he got Thundercat. Uh, bass player in this old band Suicidal Tendencies and a songwriter he was the dude who did it and hey look I like a montage it was they had to explain somehow how Fennec just had, suddenly has a you know robot tummy uh, and they did it, it went on for two minutes it was fine I didn't mind it but one thing I did think during it though I was like does, does her gut now need to be maintained like does she need to go back for regular tune-ups or is it just self-sufficient um, well, she probably has like a little kit with her. 
you mm. know? Another good point. That's what I'm thinking. She probably has, yeah, like like with a lot of real world stuff. Like, I mean, I know about some of the stomach oh, yeah. issues. You know, hospital going to send you home with stuff. So yes, mate. maybe you should ask for a Fennec next time. Yeah, maybe. Can I have the Fennec special, please? <laughs> yeah. You know, it might happen. You don't know. But um, yeah, I, 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 I liked that because as well, um, it means that in the last chapter when when boba went to the space kids the space scooters kids um he he kind of already has a respect for them right and Mm -hmm. for that culture because they're the people that maybe saved fennec yes it was for money and yes you know it was still um a trade but i don't know he he knows they can be trusted to some degree so i thought of that too um yeah, but yeah the, the style still is it's something that is very prequely isn't it this the the mods yeah. in this yeah, they're meshing the the eras even though we're now i suppose mm. that would be uh in the terms of the timeline because i'll mention that as well later but that's still kind of clinging on to the tail end of the ot period rather than entering the sequel period so yeah. it is meshing that pt and ot vibe isn't it very kind of um cyberpunk styling yeah it's um and yeah i'm not a hundred percent sure if it fits into tatooine i think it wouldn't go out of place on somewhere like coruscant or one of the Mm -hmm. cities and for me it this was one thing i thought of was with luke and his friends right luke Luke in in a new hope or in the deleted scenes for a new hope Mm -hmm. you know it is this vibe of very simple country living do you know what i mean like in in as an example in england yeah in in rural parts of the country or just in the uk wherever really i suppose any country um you're less you're more likely to have like rural fashion or things are a wee bit more disconnected maybe things are slightly mm-hmm. behind you know i don't mean that in a in a um nasty negative sense yeah no not in a negative way it's just in the cities things are that there's a lot more access to that Fast sort moving. of thing yeah and it's like i don't know it, it it just feels slightly out of place it's like if you were to see loads of punks and stuff like if you're going down camden market or something like that or wherever in london you'd be like oh yeah okay that makes a lot of sense if i saw it in the middle of a of a village in norfolk i'd be like wow that's a bit random isn't it bit odd. You, i guess you know Isley, i know no, i know what you mean i guess because moss Isley is one of the major settlements i guess it it makes sense that there were for me it makes sense that there would be gangs or or tribes there or whatever true um, true because it's that, a, and yeah. where luke lives and the, the last homestead that was uh, I mean, this this book of Boba Fett's kind of shown as well that out, out out that way is kind of in the middle of nowhere. But that's a great point. I know what you mean, though. It, they're, they're, using there is my analogy, yeah, <laughs> using it against you. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Cause there is a fine line because I'm very much of the opinion that let's bring new stuff into Star Wars, but at the same time, it has to, you know, it has to, you know, you've got to believe that that would exist there. And when we went inside. The um the parlor the mod parlor that didn't sort of scream that I mean yeah it's, again it's a mod parlor the whole thing's been modded up but that didn't necessarily mm. scream like oh that they look like they've just walked inside there from where they came from it looked like a totally right. different step area but I, I'm here for it I don't mind it I know that there's been many instances in Star Wars where we've got these kind of strange back alley 
um, places like that, which will do these modifications. Look at Dengar, how he ended up, but um, we, uh, and that cybernetics became kind of fashionable amongst that crowd in Star Wars. So, what I know if what we you mean, see Dengar, just where it is, we there's a high chance we could see a lot of people going forward, bro. What if Dengar is the king of the mods? Oh, mate, mate, what if Dengar like, is Tuscan Bay all along? Oh my gosh. I don't know if we can people. handle this. I just don't know if we can no, handle got, this, Matt. We've got Joanna Bennett behind those rags, so we know it's not Dengar. Well, listen, love them or hate them, can we just have a Vespa Kid gang album, please? Can we just make right. that happen? You, you, you've got to... You've got, that is something that probably would have happened a decade or so ago, you know. But uh, yeah. let's, let's do it. Let's have, a, let's have the, the space mods... Because uh, they are the gang was we yeah, was right the gang is called the mods I'm guessing it's for modifications right. but the mods uh, they're out there now let's let's have their playlist bro let's let's have a black series or a hot toy of all those speeders man I think there's a clamour for it um, probably I probably still buy the black series <laughs> probably. They, probably look, they probably look pretty <laughs> boss but Hasbro will get those out to us in nine years time bless them but um, yeah no I I I liked the I like <sighs> that moment it's, we. We've been set up that she's got this mechanical gut. They've shown it to us now. It wasn't intrusive in terms of the runtime. I wouldn't care if they if it went on for longer, but it yeah, was what I it think was. It, it. I thought it was a great little addition. I think it was a really great way because that was always something in Book of in Mandalorian where I was like, oh wow, that's a bit that's, that's a bit random. There. So they shot her, and now she's got a mechanical stomach. It, how would that even work? But it yeah, it, it does. And then we get the bonfire chat. Uh, you are Fennec Shand, Master Assassin of the Mid Rim, and she's like, "Who are you?" He's like, mm. "I am Boba Fett," and she's like, "You, you're dead." But it's, it's, it's the way she kind of inclines her head. She knows, she knows who Boba Fett is, and he's like, "You know, yeah, the legend left, left for dead on the sands of Tatooine, like you." So there's the first kind of spark of their bond that they were both found on the sands of Tatooine, left for dead. But here's their chance, uh, another, uh, another go around the sun. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I like that, and then and then we get the line: "Help me recover my fire spray gunship." I don't care about that because I think it would have been really odd if he said, uh, "I need you to help me recover my slave one." I think he should have just said, "What's that? What are you on about?" So right, you're going right. to say that because I can imagine, and maybe Han Solo would have said the Millennium Falcon, but he may have even said, "I need you to, um, I need you to uh, my ship recover my ship, my freighter, whatever yeah, my yeah. YT freighter." Because it's easier for some people to recognise the class of his ship by looking at it than the name. Because he may be a legend, but maybe his ship isn't as well known to people. Maybe just by saying Listen, fire spray. But my- I didn't care for that. I didn't mind it. Sorry, it is what it is. I don't care either way. I'm not going to have a fit. My missus, the name. my missus and I, we are, we call our car Dougie. Yeah, that's its Dougie. name. Dougie. My car's called and Rocky. Now, listen, Matt, if... if I was like, oh, you, can you come help me get Dougie? I need to find my Dougie. People will be like, right, who's this crackhead? Who's this nut job? (laughs) You know, um, me dag. (laughs) What are you doing? What's going on about? But yeah, point taken. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, no, I need to find my car, you know, or my, you know, whatever it is, Volkswagen, my, you know, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Bother me again. Well, I don't care for the. I don't care about the name changes discourse. I'm not going to bother going into because, frankly, I don't care about it. To be honest, it was the name yeah. of the ship was only referenced in books and comics and not on screen. Therefore, they've got carte blanche to do what they want. But um, it was yep. the next line when she said, "You know, why didn't you just go and ask Bib for it?" And he's like, 
without my armor, I'm less persuasive. So he he mm. thinks he he's at the point in his life at the minute where he he is the armor still. He's Boba Fett. He needs his armor. Um, he, he, even though he's been with the Tuscans and he's uh, found himself again, he still believes he needs the armor. So I found that yeah. interesting. Well, it's like his emotional crutch, isn't it? It's what he leans on mm-hmm. for many things, and it's it has kind of become his personality and for for years you know that is boba fett isn't it it is the armor it is the mystery but we're now seeing that he's more than that and that really this whole story is well you can be more than just a bit of armor you can be more just this this icon that goes around killing people you know and he this is the point of this story is that he doesn't necessarily want that anymore. He's outgrown that. And the only yep. time he's ever had family was when he was a little boy. That's why we're getting the flashbacks. That's why we're seeing a little baby Bobber on Camino and his dad's and his dad's flying away from him doing working away all the time, which by the way, Django isn't necessarily the world's greatest dad here, is he? Well, there's that. I mean, look, Boba is a clone, but he's not one of the brothers, you know, like we've seen in the Clone Wars. He, he's, he wears yeah. Mando armor, but he's not a Mando. He, he wore the garbs of the Tuscans and was taken in by them, but he ain't a Tuscan. So what is he? You know, he's, he doesn't know. Yeah. He hasn't had that sense of belonging. Is he a crime lord? Does he really want that? Or is it just so he has that sense? We get more answers later on, but... I find that so interesting about him because, you know, he kind of took the bounty hunter job. That was another family for him was bounty hunters. He's never quite belonged to a family or anything like that. And like you said, the show is building upon that now. Well, as well, it's not like he had much choice in the bounty hunting thing either. It was always like a given. It was always a given that he was going to be a bounty hunter. It was always a given that his dad Django was like, well, I'm going to have this kid to carry on my name, my legend. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's going to be doing this job and, and that's it, right? To carry on that Fett name, that legacy. And so this story is a lot more about he really he's just his whole life expanding his whole his whole intellect being challenged his whole life being challenged everything being challenged his physicality being challenged and he's learning to kind of deal with that i think and yeah like kind of fennec is one of the probably one of the first instances where where you know he's with another human and he's going listen like how do you feel about this this and this let's learn from the tuscans and move forward because we can carry on doing this bounty hunting thing but that's not like life you you can be you can have your quote-unquote freedom Mm -hmm. and your money but that doesn't necessarily equal happiness or loyalty right and that's kind of what boba's getting at around the campfire and you're right that's why it's probably one of the most important scenes in this series so far i think oh uh, yeah and i i'm here for all those kind of stories and we get again and we get more of the bonfire the bonfire discussions in this episode which i uh especially really like but so the whole point is they're gonna so they're gonna go and get the fire spray gunship from the palace fennec sends yeah. in a drone but then what here's the pure tem uh boba fett tells the banter Go, go find other banthers. Go, go make yeah. baby banthers. Uh, <laughs> God, Tim, Tim, he's, he's loving life, isn't he? He's, he's having the time yeah. of his life. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she's like, uh, Fennec, in the meantime, whilst the droid's doing its bizzo, uh, the, the the drone, she's like, oh, you want to head a gotra? 
Boba wants to throw him because he's tired of working for idiots that's going to get him killed. But a Gotra, I found that interesting. Gotra's got a lot of um, uh, links to Hinduism, so they're bringing that in as well uh, in terms mm. of like family and things like that. So, but um, yeah, but uh, the probe droids scan the area, so they, now they can plan what they're going to do. But Boba says that that he, I can't remember what he calls Big Fortuna now, Big Blob or something like that. But he said he double crossed him. Now I'm trying to work out when did Bib Fortuna double cross Boba because they were on the sail barge together and you know it was Boba got knocked into the Sarlacc pit so uh, I'm not sure how Bib double crossed Boba maybe we'll find more of that out. Yeah, I was wondering that. I was wondering if maybe Bib was meant to go rescue him or something. Or... Maybe good shout, Bib. Because uh, that's another thing where I was like, huh, okay. You know, like last week with the um, with Boba talking to. Black Curse Santon. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's talking to him like they've never spoken before. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah, we, we chatted about that last week, didn't we? Where it was like, you could be interpreted either way. But it felt, I still think it feels like the writers weren't aware that these guys have done a job together before. But there we go. Um, yeah, bit odd. Bit odd. Yeah, I've, I've, I'll take it. But I'm, it, there's little lines like that where they may end up. Um, doubling back on it and giving us a little um a little comic hint book well yeah yeah they're gonna have a whole comic book the the double cross like war of the double cross or something but uh <laughs> get, but, but they may or may not again the further we get in we may answer our own question about that but so they they, they enter through a, a gate and they end up in this kitchen don't they so we we get oh, to see mate. another room of jabba's palace and it's and it's a kitchen and You've got the sous chef, who I thought was the admin droid from from Return of the Jedi. Um, I've got a job for you, little droid, and whatever. I thought that was him. And then you've got this head chef with loads of knives and that, and um, and, the, and the lads and Fennec and Boba infiltrate that. They take out the admin droid, but then the head chef, mate, he goes full Grievous, doesn't he? Of those knives. Well, there we go. It's General Grievous's son, basically. <laughs> General Grievous's exactly. son, you know, yeah. Um, and and yeah, I'm here for it. You know, General Grievous, obviously, at some point, you know, um, got made with C three PO, yeah, yeah, and made baby Grievous. I don't know, you know, it's it's one of those where you're like, well, you know, half droid, man's half, got a half Kalishi, yeah. Alexander the Great over here, you know, yeah. <laughs> leaving, leaving his mark around the galaxy. What, I, what I'll say is if, if they turn around tomorrow and Lucasfilm was like, this head chef, the biological son of General Grievous, mm. I think I'd just throw myself out the window. But like, what is that about? But it was oh, a fun little no. callback, though, for what it was. Yeah, I we, enjoyed that. We joke about it now, but you watch. <laughs> you, you wait for the novel tomorrow to drop. <laughs> oh, dear. Son of Grievous. But that was a oh, fun. That was fun, and Fennec Fennec gets the job done. And then there's a little lep droid, like a little bunny kind of droid, doesn't he? Enters, and he's got a little net. Like, like he's mm. going to try and catch him in that net, and then he gets now, he's, trying to catch him, mate. He's that droid, the the bunny droid thing, the rat catcher droid, whatever it is. I, I, I've seen that for sure. That is in the prequels, right? Are you going to hang droid. your hat on that? Yeah. Huh. Are you gonna are you gonna hang your hat on that? I, for, for yeah, definite? I'm sure of it. You just know what well, there, there are people that are a lot better and knowledgeable on this kind of thing in the background characters than than I am. But I am I am sure I've seen those in the prequels, maybe in Tatooine. Uh, um, you might I'm be right there, getting, mate. I'm getting episode two vibes from it. So uh, yeah, let's have a look. 
sounds yeah. of the Lep servant droids can be can be heard in Episode Seven inside Takadana. The design of the droid can be dated back to early concept art by Doug Chang for the Phantom Menace. Um, so these droids appeared quite a lot in the Clone Wars animated series, uh, oh. and they've been in a couple of books as well, uh, quite a few books actually. But so they've made they've been around the galaxy. Right. Okay. So I've I've seen them before, but maybe not in live action. You've got the right era though. It's prequel era. Right. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I really liked the kind of kitchen droid thing. It was <laughs> when when Boba is chasing the wee little rabbit droid thing. Uh, it droid. is it is a little bit like cat and mouse, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's daft, but it, it's fun. And the the droid comes in with a net, uh, it's a little rat catcher. And then, uh, and then Boba's got it by the neck. Like, what are you going to do to this droid? Are you going to snap its neck? And then, it, and then its ears go down and it starts sobbing. And I thought, oh god, I feel really bad for this droid. Please don't, please don't hurt the droid, yeah. please. Yeah. And it just shuts itself down. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it was um, it was slapsticky, but also it's kind of that limit of okay, that that kind of you can get away with that in Star Wars. I feel anyway. It's a so, cutesy droid. We always have a cutesy yeah. something in Star Wars. So uh, there'll be people who'll be very excited by the Lep droid, and they'll, they're going to like him. I, I thought it's fun, and then then Tem drops another line, which is just pure Tem as well. But um, I, I I like that scene. It's just fun. It just breaks up the the. It adds a bit of levity because otherwise yeah. the episode could be fairly. Uh, humorless which sometimes works sometimes doesn't in this instance i think it does work because then uh, straight away we get the shot uh, that a lot of fans have been wanting to see and boba's wanted to see he gets to see his ship again and he's almost you could see it in his eyes he's, he's almost crying looking at his ship he's reunited with his ship um yeah, and, yeah. But they've, they've got to get it out somehow mate they've got to get it out yeah and it kind of reminded me of is it in What's that scene where they're like stuck? Well, I suppose it's like the Suez Canal, the Evergreen ship just oh, stuck, wow, that. blocking yeah. blocking the the canal for weeks. And you, was th- I was sitting there like, wait, so they just like parts this thing in there and just like what let you know like left it. I suppose, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And no one's like bothered to kind of take it out for a ride, but a ride, a ride. As old uh, Boba would say. No, I love this whole scene because this mm-hmm. is where we're starting to get a bit more action because the guys are now starting to figure out that there's this imposter and they're like, no, don't take the ship, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> or or Boba's in there. Gamorians come out, wouldn't they? One, one of them shouts, Slimo! Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've, we've had a few Slimos, I think, this season. Yeah, they're dropping we? that Slimo, bro. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Um, yeah, the action in this was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet, particularly from our lady, Fennec Shand. Yeah. I thought, I thought we saw, to be honest, I think some of the best action this season in this, in this room, mm-hmm. particularly, um, when, well, there's two moments that stand out for me. The thick, uh, gonk droid. Just gets blown apart. Rest in yeah. peace, poor yeah. bloke. Again, same as the Knights of Ren. We barely knew you, mate, but you've made a big impression on us. <laughs> same as the Knights of Ren. <laughs> yeah, true. Funny, but true. Um, Fennec, her takeout on the Slave One's ramp. That was ridiculous. And and in the, again, that was very well filmed, don't you yeah. think? Like yeah, it was... A different angle worked well. Yeah. 
Well, you, it was kind of like bird's eye view, wasn't it? Because you saw the lead up normally, and then you got the bird's eye view of this kind of like flip, and it it worked so well. I was sitting there like, yeah, mate, definitely. Again, I'm not out on this guy because he's he's a clever guy in his own right. He's done some amazing things. He's way more talented than you know us. But dude, like. At that point, I was like, look, this ain't Robert Rodriguez. (laughs) You can, Uh, there is a difference. You can tell. You can tell, even with just like some of the transitional shots and stuff, just simple stuff. I was like, no, this is, this is actually quite well done. Who, who did you say it was? It's Kevin. Kevin Tantaran. Right. Mate, this lad, man, I think he did a really good job. And this whole action sequence, I think, demonstrated that. What did you think? Did you like it? Same. I've been saying all along, like in all seriousness, because I like the character. We, we've really needed to see More! of Fennec Shan because she's just kind of been <laughs> on the periphery somewhat. Um, yeah. Now this episode, she came into her own, uh, which yes. I think probably will annoy people, but you know more for them because her action was great. That takedown was boss, and when the uh, the ramp closed and you could just see her eyes looking through it as it closes. Oh, like, brilliant! Yeah. But Brilliant. We need, but we need that. We need Boba. Boba has his moments to shine in this as well. He's going to get more down the line. We're going to see Boba go ham. But let you know, this is Fennec Shand is as much an equal to Boba in this series as the boat. It's not called the Book of Fennec Shand. It should be for me. But you know, give her give her a chance to shine as well. We've we've seen the the speeder yeah. bike gang have a go. We've seen the Tuscans have their moment. This is Fennec's time. And I think it was uh, really well shot and it showed that she is the master assassin because not only was she one shot in those falls, but yeah, that kind of uh, over the top DDT suplex, whatever it was that took out the, the uh, guard was great. And I, I'm, uh, I'm here for it, mate. And uh, yeah, she, they, they, they open, they open the door and they get, they get the ship out. And um, Boba says there's an advantage to people thinking you're dead. I've got a few scores to settle, you know, where shall I chop well, you off? And she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm coming along for the ride, big boy. Well, just a, a, a cheeky thought on that just before we move on, because there are some sick moments coming and we're going to get there, guys. We're going to get there. But that, 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 <laughs> that kind of uh, fight on the ramp again with the Gamorrean, it, it's very Terrace Carsey, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. we've mentioned that before. Yep. Now, who else do we know in the Star Wars universe that's really good at Terrace Carsey? Well, somebody who I think may still pop up at some point during the show, our girl, Kira. Now imagine Akira versus Fennec. Oh mate, yeah, I can see showed I like the idea. Great, I am in. Uh, right. Well, there is the rumor going that Fennec's going to be the one who turns, and she's a and she's the black cat, uh, cat all along who's going to be the baddie. But I'm not entirely sure I buy into that. But hey, Oof. no, but I'd rather have a Fennec versus Kira. Terrace Kazi showdown. That would be as oh long as um, someone else directs it. That would be great, other than Poppy Rod. Yeah, let's see, mate. <laughs> Nothing against uh, Rodriguez. I like pretty he's much all did, of his films. He's doing the last episode, right? Yeah, I think that's going. And I think I said last week that I think Ep Chapter Seven is going to be. It's going to be pretty big. I think, which is going to probably lend itself more to Rodriguez's um, action sensibilities more. So I think it's going right. to be just fine. Okay. All right. Well, let's crack on. Like, sorry for taking it back there, but yeah, yeah uh, Fennec, Fennec's down for the ride, and Boba's like, "I've got, I've got some uh, scores to settle, or something like that." You know, yeah, you're like, and we at go. this point, you're like, "Wow, right? What's he gonna do?" My man just wipes out a company 
of biker gang lads. Oh, the Nikto. That shot <laughs> of Fire Spray Slave 1, whatever, coming in from behind, that shot was fantastic as uh, as you as you just see him yep. in the distance and coming. What a menacing, awesome shot. And he just obliterates him then with lasers and missiles. And his face is just unflinching. And Fenix sitting there, nice shooting, Tex. Awesome, oh, awesome shot. And look, we got to see Boba in his ship, Laying uh, waste of some fools who who done him wrong. That was the first part, which I thought was great. And I, as soon as soon as I saw the ship appearing, um, I was like, "Oh, here we go. This yeah, is me it." Too. Just the way yeah. it looked, like so ominous in the back. Yeah, it's one ship you don't want uh, coming in from behind like that. Is Slave One Fire Spray? Yeah, yeah. I don't I know totally what to call it anymore, agree. We call it. I, I, well, I don't know. Just call it whatever you want, mate. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's kind of the approach Lucasfilm's taken a wee bit, but <laughs> They're like, you guys sort that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever. We'll yes, see. Man. I'm not, like you said, I'm not bothered about it. I don't care enough. Yes. I do not care enough to debate it, to be that bothered about it, to do an episode about it, or to rant about it. Don't care. I haven't got the time. Um, mate. I love that scene. I love that scene. Like the taking down all those falls, mate. It was just, it was great. And it was that just that for Boba, that was just easy. That was like justice for him. <laughs> Shooting right? fish in a barrel. Yeah. Because a bounty hunters still like are, they, they go by their own law, their own code. Yeah. Right. We know that actually Mandalorian has shown us that quite, quite a bit, but Mate, in this instance, Boba was like, nah, you did my people wrong. You did my tribe wrong, my family wrong. And this is this is what happens. This is vengeance. I was like, mate, man, oof. Okay. All right, Boba. All right, mate. (laughs) I am here for I got my I I was there to get my fit and I got it there. Uh, And this this is and this is what I'm I'm here for. Look, Boba Fett is still gonna show that he is that he is that cold hearted um killer or whatever you want to call him behind yeah. the helmet he's still there he's still he's still not going to be taken for a fool and like is being shown later on but especially in this scene as of course you know the, you've wronged him he, you've taken it's like you've taken some of mine i'm taking all of yours and you know, I'm, I, I think i thought it was great and then um i mentioned timeline earlier on i thought this is a very interesting quote because uh they, they get rid of the 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 nixos and then they go somewhere else, mate, don't they? They go, they go to across the, they go to the great pit of Carcoon to the Sarlacc pit, mate. And I'm thinking, yeah. what's going on here? But he says, that's where I was trapped all of those years ago. And he emphasizes the word years because a few yeah. people, I've seen people say, like, how long was he with the Tuscans for? You know, what's, was it weeks, days, months? But, you know, from getting out of the Sarlacc pit to that moment was, was years. So I thought that was, yeah. um, and that's pretty cool. So we're still not at Mando territory yet. So it's he was probably with the Tuscans for yeah, two, three, maybe four years, um, yeah. all in. So, but uh, but we get that. And I'm speaking of great shots, mate. That shot of um, of Slave One looking, looking, sort of like coming down and then angling itself down. It's almost like a face off oh, between yeah. Sarlacc yeah. and ship. And then we see it through the through the moor through the mouth of the beast. Oh, I loved it. Oh, 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 oh. Loved it. That was like a very sci fi shot wasn't it and i i i liked that i really really liked that and it was really well done it was really really well done and there was suspense because i wasn't sure and i think as the viewer we weren't meant to be sure if the sarlacc was dead or not because i was thinking look right did 
Boba when he was like firing him down with his <laughs> with his flamethrower, with his wrist flamethrower, you know, was <laughs> did that do enough damage? Did that permanently damage to Sarlacc and did it rip, right? Did it rest in peace? But no, mate. Nah. Sarlacc don't die that easy, you know? So Right. Man, he went looking and, and for and his that- armor, and he guess, and mm, he obviously, mm, mm. obviously, he wore it when he got out, and then got, then took a beating from the Tuscans. So, you know, was he suffering from some kind of not memory loss, but yeah, you know, some he kind had of no idea because he had no idea because that's why they went there because he wants to get his armor. So he's shining the shining the full beams down the throat of the beast, and it, it looks very quiet, it looks very dead, and then suddenly, ah, it comes the beak, the beak comes up and gets him, and the tentacles <laughs> start grabbing the ship. And it's panic, you know, Boba doesn't know what he's doing. He's trying to get away, he's blasting into the sand. And again, it's um, it's time for Fennec Shan to take the lead. And she's the one, obviously, Boba's piloting the ship. But uh, and this is where I think the volume comes in quite well with how they used it with a back shot. When, when she unbuckles herself yeah. and sort of falls forward onto the front of the ship and the, and then the angle changes to, uh, to her and you can see the Silac behind her sort of trying to get her. And, mate. You know what button she's going for, mate. You know what button she's going for. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Do you remember? Bow. As soon as she said it, fire in the hole. I, oh. Yes! I'm yes. still kind of like split on that line. That's, oh, I loved that, that's, it, mate. That's one, and you liked it. That's oh, like loved one it. of the criticisms. Because I was like, it just reminded me of Shrek. You know, when the, in Shrek 2, in Shrek 2, there's the little German piglets and they're like, fire into hall. Yeah, like, damn it. Now I'm going to think about that now. Yeah, I was like, this I was is like, a oh. boss line. I was like, you know what? We we get one liners in Star Wars. There's another one. But now you've yeah. gone and said that the German pigs in, in Shrek. But, but like, yeah. oh, I'm here for Star that noise. Was, like I said earlier, Star Wars can kind of get away with a lot of things like that. It's when it's too much that I don't like it. But in this case, I think it does get away with it. It's more my. It's more of a problem for me. I think. Yeah, I think. I think, I think if someone uh, like no, this is not this isn't aimed at you because well, you're clever. But uh, if someone like well, I don't know Han Solo had said that, I think people would be going, "Yeah, how cool was that?" So I think mm, there's but, mm. but a new character comes in and said, "But I thought it was great, mate." I was like, "Yeah, but I'm here for that." I did laugh to myself. I thought, "What well, wouldn't it have been funny and tragic if the if the seismic charge just." was just stuck on the sand and just blew the ship up at the same time. I was like, oh, damn. Well, I did. I can't lie. I did think that. I was like, well, that's a bit of a risky move, isn't it? Just kind of releasing this, like, you know, bad boy and just hoping it kind of falls down the side yeah. into and I mean, the right she, place and it gets swallowed. She knew what button it was. She was very adamant to push that button. So yeah. I'm guessing Don't she's touch. had experience in fire sprays <laughs> because that's a very specific button to want to push. But, bro, when it goes in, it's, it's, just, it's the same as... When we rewatch Attack of the Clones, when we rewatch that scene in Mando, the tragedy, it's we're waiting for the noise, and then of course all the sound goes out. We're just waiting for the and once again, great shot, great shot, times, of yeah. kind of the mm, mm, really good, really yeah, enjoyed that. When it goes off originally, and it's and you see it from a kind of like a land perspective, and then that beautiful overhead shot of um of the rippling sounds is just excellent. That style, excellent. Like, ain't getting out of that one that's yeah. he's he gone he did now he's out of here yeah he's out he's done no more sarlacc and also i was thinking oh no jabber's salbar just kind of like is that gonna fall into the pit because that started to sink a wee bit didn't it yeah it's, like, looking oh. a, it's looking a, it's looking i've seen better days i mean it has it was an actual ship once but um 
Yeah, man, that's going to go. I think, I mean, that, that seismic charge is going to do a number. It's going to cause, surely it's going to cause the sands to start sinking now. Oh, man, I love that moment. And yeah, like you said, next time, don't touch my buttons. As I her face is like, bro, I've just saved the day. I know. But it's Boba. That's still that side of Boba where he's like, I'm, you know, I'm in charge. I've got that mentality now, uh, which he later, they mentioned he's got soft. But, mate, wonderful kind of like, uh, uh, one, two, three punch there with the action in the mm. middle there with mm. the uh, grabbing mm. the ship back, taking out the Nictos, a Sarlacc sequence. F- wonderful rope-a-dope sequence there. Sick. It was absolutely sick. And now, unless I'm mistaken, Boba's starting to wake up from his dream, right? Um, I think. Is yeah, that the- yeah, he comes out. Cause he, well, yeah, he goes into, he goes, he actually walks into the mouth of the Sarlacc to find his armor that's and he gets right, covered in acid. That's right. Yeah. Explain why he's so burnt and um looks a little bit different but uh yeah then they, then they have their then they have another fi- a fireside chat about you know i want to you know i want to run a family how many times we've taken a job that's avoidable people die our kind die because of the idiocy of others and he's like look i can offer you loyalty i'll give you the, some cash and i'll pledge my life to protect yours and she says listen right. to those tuscans it's made you soft and he's like no it made me strong you can only get so far with a tribe or you can get so far with the tribe sorry so yeah, no, he hasn't made him soft. It's now we've seen the it, the switch now where you know he's he's become strong because of his time with the Tuscans, mate. I, and I really like that. Yeah, and then it cuts to um, really jarringly before Trina as he wakes up. But um, yeah, we get that lovely fireside <laughs> shot as, as they set up now the partnership. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's again, it's great to hear the music and to hit, see that scene again from end of mandalorian season two i did think Uh-oh. it was a bit funny that it was there and it's like but he's not got his armor back yet so is that the end of the dreams now or is it well i i don't know they I say, don't know they say master fit you are completely healed so does he need to go unless he gets damaged again does he need to go back into the into right. that pod so is that the end of the flashbacks because we know how we got the armor back obviously because um we've seen the mando but when they said, "Oh, you're completely healed," I was like, "Oh, cool!" So now he's gonna now he's gonna be a beast. But then I also thought, "Was is, is he not gonna go back in the pot? Is that it for the flashbacks? We've seen his time with the Tuscans. We've seen him meet Fennec. We've seen him get the ship back. Do we need to go back in time anymore? I don't know. I, right, I've got a theory. I've got a go crazy on, theory, guys. I think Boba is gonna get hurt or injured mm-hmm. in one of the coming episodes. Yep. I think he'll go back to the pod to to recover from said injury and i think we'll get a flashback but i don't think it'll necessarily be tatooine centric oh, yes i know where you're going i think i think we could see a baby boba mm-hmm. yeah and i think we we could see Django fat oh. slightly like makeup maybe slightly de-aged i don't know how they'd do it but tem playing Django and talking to a baby boba oh mate well like, daniel uh, logan's intimated that right. he's going to be in it as well he said you know we'll just watch this space when somebody asks yep. him on instagram so the flashback maybe we will get another one yep yep i'm thinking that i'm ah. I, honestly I, I am thinking that baby yep. boba and papa Django. yes oh i'm here for that mate okay now this is the problem we speculate responsibly but god damn do i want that to happen now right and i think it would be great to flesh out the life of boba because at the minute uh, we've got that big bit in the middle post Clone Wars pre OT where it was Daniel Logan era where we don't know anything. He's also obviously out doing jobs and that, but I think it would be fun just to um, 
sprinkle something in there as well. But we need him to go back into the back to pod for that. At the minute, the mods are out combing this. The mods are keeping the streets safe, which was fine. Uh, they're like, yeah, where where are the mods? Oh, they're out keeping the streets. And, um, you know, Boba suit up power hates a vacuum. Mm. You're damn right he does. So we're, then that, we're, we're, uh, we're now setting up for the final three episodes, which we get to. But um, <laughs> the next scene, my friend, this made, this made me giggle. We, we went back to the sanctuary. We're spending a lot of time in the sanctuary with um, mm. under the watchful eye of Garza Fwip. Um, and our boy Cassantons is hanging in the club. And at first I was like, look at that naughty boy just checking out the talent. And then I realized what he was actually checking out. Wookiees hate Trandoshans and vi- they hunt Trandoshans hunt Wookiees for their pelts. He's seen that's the right. Tran- that's why he was angry. So at first I was like, he's just sitting there like a G just having a couple of beers and, you know, seeing, seeing what's happening. I was like, oh, I see what's happening now. And our boy, uh, Cassanton, he goes ham on the Trandoshans, which, I know a lot of people will be happy about, and I was happy to see this absolute lion go bonkers yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's it's worth noting that when the Trandoshan dude in Chapter 1 was paying tribute to Boba, mm-hmm. his tribute was actually a Wookiee pelt. Yes, yes. Right. So it's kind of, it's once again reiterating in a really subtle way, the series is reiterating that there's this huge rivalry between the Trandoshans and the Wookiees. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, and, and for the lore geeks, for the Star Wars geeks, that's going to make sense. Mm-hmm. That's going to be yep. like, wow, you know, that Leonardo DiCaprio gif or, or video. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, 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 you know, um, but also, e- even, if you, even if you're not aware of that, you know, Kersantan's just like, he's just a big dude and he's just, he's annoyed and he's looking for trouble. One thing I did notice is that, have you noticed that they're calling him Kersantan now? Yeah. They're not calling him Black Kersantan. Yeah, I think, I don't think, and I don't think that's for any reason other than the fact that it just sounds a bit daft. Just call him Kersantan. I don't, you know, Chewie's just called Chewie, Chewbacca. They they don't, they don't prefix his name of anything, but, you know, and, Maybe Brand it works Chewbacca. in the comics, I don't know. But it sounds stupid if they keep saying, go and get Black Chrysanthemum, because they, they call him Santo in this as well. You know, call him Chrysanthemum, it's fine. Well, I much prefer Santo than what what is the uh, thing in Dr. Afra? Santee. Santee, yeah. yeah. Santee. Santa, Santo is a lot better. It's a lot better. I can roll with that. I can right, roll Santo. with that. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Garza Fwip. Yeah. Anything Garza Fwip says is fine. Yes, I think a lot of people will agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people will agree with well, you she there. She comes out; he's going to tear that Trandoshan in half, and she comes out. And again, and we mentioned about the comics when they're talking about Boba and Cassantan's uh, relationship. They are tying into his actual backstory when she comes out and says, "You're a legend in the pits," because he was a gladiator in the pits. Um, but then she tries to talk him down, saying, "You know, so this kind of violence and barbaric." Uh, nature that's a thing of the past you know you don't want to be doing this and i'm thinking oh oh no 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 don't do that come on just let us see it one time because it was in the force awakens deleted scenes right car plot but i, like, I want to see that wookie tear someone's arms off and yeah and yeah, like, yeah yeah i'll clear you i'll clear your debt and i thought oh that's quite a good deal actually to be fair and then he goes in and just does it anyway just rips this he only rips one off he only, uh, <laughs> i'll pay half of my debt but um, I like that they just thought, you know what? Yeah, let's 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 stick with that kind of law of the world. That don't annoy Wookie because he'll tear your arm off. Because Santon rips that Trandoshan's arm off, and everyone's just like, <gasps> and he, and then he, and he's like, oh, loved it. It. Was, it was worth a shot. And then she says, and our uh, boy Johnny's pleased about this. She says, hit it, Max. Max Rebo. I know, but I love that Rebo's scene. Like, <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. 
But I like that scene. We knew that because Santa was coming back, or at least we thought he was going to come back anyway. Um, he was just hanging about, having a couple of drinks, having a few kef beers, um, looking for some trouble. So, uh, you know, I'm happy with his reintroduction. I like the fact that we got to see a Trandota's arm being ripped off. And uh, I'm glad yes. that, um, that Santo is back in the fold. I'm glad that he's not going anywhere, mate. And um, Boba obviously wants him because he called him, mate, looks like you could use a job. Oh, mate, that little reunion. I was like, are they are they going to be friends? Is Kassantan going to be oh, up for friend. it? Friends, because, you know, How do you Boba, friends? Bo- Boba is assembling a wee little army here. And because that was one thing we were wondering about last week, wasn't it? We were like, well, mm-hmm. to introduce Kassantan and then like for him to just kind of be sent away. Just running off. <laughs> Thankfully, Kassantan is just hanging out at the sanctuary. He's just grabbing a few drinky poos. So, yeah, um, that little reunion is pretty good. And we get another mate. We oh. get another mate. The third one. So, third yeah. one in four episodes. Again, we I like to think that's because of us. Uh, because we say yeah. it about 17 times per episode. So, yeah. It's like I'm eight. confident it's us, mate. I think it is. I think, I think again, we are canon now. Uh, but I, I love the sound of Black Chrysanthemum. As well. Sorry, Chrysanthemum as well. Because uh, that's why I called him a lion earlier. Because I think I, I think they've sampled a lion for when he's just kind of... When he turns around and looks at Bobby, you can hear that kind of like rumble in his throat. It sounds like mm. a lion. I was like, this mm. dude just, this dude means business. This dude is just absolutely a, a machine. And I love yeah. that they're not, they're not really shying away from that. So um, that was so, so our boy Cassantan's back. So, so far we've got Boba, Fennec and Cassantan are part of the dream team. Right. And now we're back at Boba's palace, his cheeky palace, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. We're, we're back at the palace. We're back at the fun house and they're like, look, what, what, what do you need? Is, is, is it treasure? He's like, look, we got, we got plenty of credits. And Fenix like, well, you know, you can get a lot of muscle with credits. And then we get the sweet Mando score. Mate, they're not even being Um, subtle. There's no mystery box here. We know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mate. It is proper ensemble. Get the gang back together. Mando style. Things so. come in. I mean, and remember at the end of the uh, at the end of the the rescue. Phoenix working with Din, but also Bo-Katan's there. Cosca Reeves, who I think is coming back. She's working with Cara Dune as well. I mean, she's coming back. But you know, there is there are characters there that actually they could recruit if they really, really need to. But of course, yep, yep. the music is dinjarring music before. And that is, you know, our boy is coming back. So, and who else could they be bringing along as well? Uh, because before that, we've got a whole entire scene where the crime world sitting down and they and, yeah. and, and, and Boba's like, look, we need, I want, I want to work together to stop the pikes because they've, they've bought their filthy spice trade here. And, you know, some of these families are profiting from. Oh, that. that's right. That's we, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we've left out the what stops the, us from killing yeah. you and taking what we want. And then our boy, the rancor, wakes up from underneath them. So, oh and, mate, and he's like, uh, he's a, he's a little hungry. So Bobo's now learning that he's got to show a bit of grit. He's still ruling with respect, but he's mm. allowing for a little bit of fear to creep in. Now he's saying, "Look, I don't want any trouble with you," and by all means. You do what you want in your territories. All I'm asking is you stay neutral. If the Pikes approach you and say, we want you to take down Fett, you stay neutral in this whole thing. Just stay out of it. And they're like, fine, we can do that. But um, 
it's it, it was good to see the Rancor come back and that Boba's now, he's got that steel in his eye where he's not going to be a pushover. And these guys know that. They know what he's got underneath that grate. And they don't want any of that. They don't want any of that. So uh, I like that scene. They've got the Aqualish dude there. They finally got a, a a protocol droid to translate, like they said in chapter one. They've got one, so now we know what he's on about. But yeah, when we get to that final bit, mate, credits by muscle. They played Din Djarin's theme, but is it, you know, is it just Din is going to turn up? Could we see, um, like say, Dengar? Could they, could the Trandoshans in the Sanctuary think, oh, I ain't having that. I'm gonna, well, they're going to go and recruit Bosk to take out Black Chrysanthemum. Um, who then realise he's, he's maybe working for Boba and they get together. Could the Pikes be like, we've got an ace up our sleeves. We're going to hire Cad Bane. Maybe I'm getting excited here, but there's so right. many possibilities, man. There is a lot of drama that could oh. unfold. There is a lot of drama that could unfold. And look at it like this. like We know that Mando, because it's going to be interesting. This is going to be, if, if we do see Din, mm-hmm. this is going to be Din post Mando season two finale. Yes. Yes. Like this is going to be now post that 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 episode. Post Grogu. What happened? Like, does he have the dark saber? Like, what what happened after that moment? That must have been well awkward. <laughs> yeah, Do you know yes, what I mean. Like, like Mando turning up, taking away Grogu, and then everyone left is going to be like, right, okay, right, so, we've stolen this ship. Uh, Bogatan yeah. is going to commandeer it, but Mando's like. Hey, Bo, I know we've had a few issues, but can you just give me a lift home, please? <laughs> it's like really awkward. So yeah. that's going to be exciting. Maybe who knows? Maybe we'll find out, or maybe they'll just drop it in a line that we know we just we we, we jump we jumped in an escape pod, and not because they're un- in trouble, but we jumped in a pod when we got dropped off here. But obviously, Fenix kept in contact with Mando um, along the way, and I'm sure I'm sure Boba has as well. You know, they're both you know they're they're both men of the armor. But that's but who else could be coming along? But just the fact that we're getting Din, mate, post Mando season two, our first, uh, our first sign of him, even before yeah. we see him in season three, and and then we have got to think when season three starts, how is this particular storyline going to play into season three? You know, that, that's going to be exciting as well. well that yeah, I, I was going to say, I I think it will play into season three significantly yeah, because I think if Boba needs help from Mando. Mando comes and helps him. Well, when Mando needs help, you know, he's going to call up Boba and Fennec and, and maybe Kassantan and like the whole Boba Mandem, oh, the whole Boba gang. And I, they're going to then turn up in this Mando verse. Cause that's what's happening, isn't it? It is this kind of shared narrative that's going into this yeah. one direction. Me so too. yeah, that's, that's what I think, buddy. That's what I think. It's huh? exciting. I think it's you're exciting. right, mate. And this episode did a great job of having this contained story, pushing the story, pushing the narrative, pushing our characters, developing them all, whilst also bringing in loads of other stuff organically. Yep. That's why I think this this was one of my favourite episodes of this season. I know we've only had four, but <laughs> <laughs> so without trying to go too far, you know, ahead, I no. I thoroughly enjoyed this, dude. Same thoroughly. Dude. It, was, it hadn't even been a mixed bag because I I was really up on episode one, chapter one, I, and we we I think everyone was like blown away by two, three was a bit of a disappointment for many people, including us, and this was another episode that blew me away. So if anything, this is this is shooting very well in terms of what I think about the um, about the series. Um, I, I really enjoyed this one and I'm looking forward to what's coming next. I think we think, well, we, we think we know Bryce Dallas mm. Howard is directing chapter five. She's also, she cut her teeth in the galaxy in the Mandalorian. We heard Din Djarin's theme. Is she going to be directing Mando in the next episode? Uh, chapter six, 
We know Dave Filoni is on board. We're talking about getting some muscle in. Dave Filoni, where people think Cad Bane or anybody else, are we going to get someone else there leading to this big finale? I mean, the, I don't want to get too excited, even though I clearly am, but the possibilities for what we could see are very exciting. But for this episode, yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. I love the flashbacks. We get to see Boba and Fennec's introduction. We find out where Slave One was. Be another issue sorted. He's got his ship. We get some bonfire chats about life, the future, and getting all philosophical. And like I said, Boba's showing some grit now with the other families. He will rule with respect, but there is now that element of fear. So it was a fantastic episode. I really, really liked how it settled the past and it's furthering what's to come, especially with that reveal at the end. I don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. I don't even want to imagine, but you've got to imagine our boy Din's going to show up. That is that is more exciting than most things for me. There's only a few cameos of you that could pop up that would excite me more because like a lot of people and you included the Mandos, we love the man. We loved him. We love the man. The man is one of the coolest yep. as a person, the character. It's one of the, it's one of the coolest characters. He swaggers and a voice and the attitude, but uh, where, where we could go from here, uh, you know, the possibilities are endless, but I think this episode was fabulous. I genuinely came away. I was like, this episode is great. I sat down again. I really wanted, <laughs> and we're going to get it in the next three weeks. We are. We are. Well, you know, last week I was like, mate, I ain't as hot on this episode as, yeah. you know, the other episodes. And it was one of those where I was like, wow, I really want next week to come round because I want I want the show to get back on track, you know, and I'm using that as an expression. I don't mean that like harshly. I'm not sitting here like saying, oh, yeah, you know, chapter three of Book of Boba Fett ruined Star Wars, you know, um, <laughs> but also part of me was like there there was a wee bit of concern to be honest i was like oh i hope things this isn't what it's just going to be like you know this chapter i think brought things back for me mm-hmm. and unlike last week i'm looking for next week for more like you just said you for know, what, sorry sorry for more. yeah yeah there we go thank you mate boy sorry, mate. uh and i'm just excited i'm like well where's this gonna go Where's this going to go? Who are we going to see? Like, where, where's the story going? Is Boba finally going to be content with his with his family? Are the rivals going to bow to him? Are they going to be like, no, this dude makes sense, you know, to have him power? Or is there going to be backstabbing? It's the unknown, isn't it? It's exciting. And, and I think that's the sign of a really, really cracking bit of television when you're like, mate, when is it next week already? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and to have that feeling, it's exciting, mate. It's really, really exciting. So I'm here for it, mate. Well done to Kevin. Um, I, I, I haven't got his surname. Right, yeah. Well done Kevin to him because he smashed it. Smashed it. Yep, I, I am actually on board with you there, my friend. I I wasn't as worried about the show because, oh, yeah, but I was hoping that episode four would, like you say, come bring it around a little bit more. Let's let's pick it up again. Let's give the confidence back more so to the audience because it's not hard to uh, notice that there is a few uh, rumbles of discontent after last week, and I think this one should steady the ship somewhat. At the same time, though. You know, there's only a few opinions I really value. One of them is Luke Blyze, uh and oh, yeah, all, right. all of the all of the sessioners, and so I, you know, I don't take anything I see online to heart. That's Obviously, it, I'd rather man. everybody love it because why? Why not? But discussion is healthy. You know, healthy discussion about things we do and don't like. But as long as it doesn't overstep the balance, which it did last week. Uh, but 
They sport it back again. I think this is going to get the confidence back. I can't wait for next week. We've got that first kind of real tease now uh, of the of the season. That something big is happening. Something uh, I don't want to say familiar because that's not always good, but it's tying into the the, the story that we were told it's going to, which is this Mando verse, mate. As soon as our boy turns back up on screen, I'm in the air. I'm fist pumping. I'm ready. So yeah, chapter four was a huge win for me. But now I want to know. Well, you're going to give it at the end of every episode, every every recap we've done, pretty much starting with um, the Bad Batch one. To be fair, actually, we give our uh, we give the show a rating out of ten. The episode so mm. far, we're we're fairly samey-ish. I'm higher, slightly on my average rating. Luke, the Gathering Storm out of ten. What do you reckon? Right, I really enjoyed this, mate. I think there's there's not a ton wrong with it. As mm-hmm. an episode, uh, and I think there's so much to love. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna give it oh, an 8.3. You're gonna go 8.3. 8. 3. You got yeah. 8.3, and I think that's a really like solid score. I'm not gonna give it, oh, I mean, I'm tempted to give it an 8.5 because, like I said, there's not a lot wrong with it, it just it's one of those episodes that I think will be rewatchable. Search There's a lot in feelings. there. It's just it's 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 not it's not perfect, right? Because I do lean toward my favorite episodes being usually like finales and things mm-hmm. like that for me, right? So, but then I love a lot of middle stuff. I, I, Eight point five. Shut up, oh, Luke. 8.5 out of 10. He's doing it. He's doing it. Yeah, I'm going to do it because I don't think there's much wrong with it. I just don't. I think there was a lot to a lot to love. I think I'm going to rewatch this many times in the future too. Matty boy, what is your score out of 10, mate? Well, I was hoping that you didn't go for the same as I did because last week we both went for the same score. We don't discuss this beforehand. We both went for 6.9 mm. for chapter three. Mm. Luke's gone for 8.5. That's what I gave chapter two, which I blew me away. I am going for 8.7 for this episode. Oh. This, this was my favourite episode of the uh, series so far. I get 8.7. Why? Because we've because the potential of the bloodline, the potential of what's to come. You know, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm hoping that five, six, seven could push that up into like the let's get some nine out of tens. Hopefully, we get a ten. We'll see yeah. about that, but. I think that this is for me the best episode of the season. So um, your average is currently 7.72 for the four episodes. Mine is 8.1. So we're not too far off in our mm, um, interest. So who knows where we're going to be at the end of it. I quite like doing the averages now, actually, but um, 8.5 for Lukey boy, 8.7 for me. We'd love to know what you guys thought of chapter four of the book of Boba Fett, the gathering storm. Was this a return to form? Uh, is this the episode that's going to have you falling off the show completely? Was it fine? Was it a bit naff? What did you think? Did it did it really leave you wanting? <laughs> so let us know, <laughs> Lukey boy, where can the world find us online for them to tell us? Oh, they can find us at <laughs> starwarssessions.co.uk. Search us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarssessions.co.uk. Don't forget that we have a Patreon patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions on there we've got loads of bonus content and actually this week this friday the 21st we are doing a live watch along on zoom of star wars episode one the phantom menace if you want to come along for that just sign up for our patreon it's two dollars 
it, it costs way more, probably double to get a decent cup of coffee from a coffee shop. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, man. sign up. It's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. Yes, sir. I'm about to go and get one of those overpriced cups of coffee in a minute. But in, <laughs> in the meantime, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, every good podcast provider in the galaxy you're going to find us on there and if you love our show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice which now includes spotify as we've mentioned up top for the last few weeks you can now drop us a rating a five-star rating on spotify which would be extremely grateful if you could it takes three seconds big shout out to those who have already done it those five stars helps us grow gets more people in each and every week plus you know it's another avenue for us to get more people to talk star wars with which is the lifeblood of the session so thank you yes absolutely and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats go tell your nearest mod tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier yes tell angry kylo ren that this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always luke luke ah yes very good finnick shan don't touch my buttons (laughs) 